0: Three, two, one. welcome back to the Bushnell Project, John Bushnell here, and we are getting a nice winter storm here as we come to the end of February, <clears throat> so we've had uh, maybe a little bit less snow than people were expecting, but the biggest part of the storm is yet to come, so we'll see what that does. Anyway, we are in doing a flyover of Leviticus, and... Which see of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, the first three books of the Bible and in the Old Testament. And looked at some things. Just again doing a a quick flyover. We're getting to chapter 16. This is talking about the Day of Atonement. It's interesting. It starts off with God telling Moses to talk to Aaron after Aaron's two sons had passed away. Had been killed by God, and he's setting up this special day, the 10th day of the 7th month, between basically September, October, was to be an annual Day of Atonement for the nation. So on this, on this day, Aaron was allowed, and this is the only day he was allowed, to go into the innermost part, or the Holy of Holies, Where the Ark of the Covenant was, where the tablets, where the Ten Commandments was, where the mercy seat was. And so there's a whole process for Aaron to prepare himself to go in. And then this goat that all the sins are placed on, that then is taken away by a handler to be released in a faraway place. So it's a big thing. It's a celebration, uh, or a, a it's a it's a day that is celebrated. I don't know. if Celebration is the right term. It is a annual um, thing. <laughs> it's a holiday. Uh, anyway, it's it's annually this Day of Atonement, and it's. The one day the in the year that the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and offer up a a sacrifice for all of Israel. So that's what we see in 16. And 17 goes into some more regulations about sacrifice. And there's a key verse in chapter um, 17 verse 11 talks about the sacrifice and um, let's see if this will let me know something I want So in Exodus chapter 17, verse 11, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it for you on the altar. So God's saying I've given it to you to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. And so the idea of sacrifice being a gift to God is not... It's not what's happening here. It is what we it is a process that they go through to recognize that that they could not be holy before a holy God without shed blood. And it was pointing forward to the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And so for some they think, Oh, we've got this gift for God where we're doing the sacrifice for God, and that's kind of flies in the face, and and so Leviticus seventeen eleven helps us uh, with these clues of the blood and the sacrifice. The first one, of course, being the purpose of the blood is to make atonement, right? And so we see the the Day of Atonement. And now in 17, talking about atonement, to make atonement. And we can see whenever this word is translated, um, it was paying a price or ransom, those kind of things. So we're not bringing God a gift. We're paying a debt. We're paying a debt. Um, and then, so if it's, so it's... Not um so it's not a gift to God, right, but it's it's not um a sacrifice we're making for God, God's actually giving us the animal, and then second, that the blood can um because the blood represents life going away. That the the blood washes us or brings us to a place where we we could think of life for life um, um, or as in deuteronomy nineteen twenty one um, life in payment for life so um leviticus seventeen eleven it's to make atonement means to pay the atonement the ransom price or by reason of the life means by reason of the payment of life and it's all pointing forward to Jesus it's all pointing forward to the Messiah they wouldn't know his name in Leviticus but they would know that a Messiah is coming and so you know it starts in Genesis four when Adam and Eve know that they are naked. They have sinned, and they are naked in the sense that they have sinned. And so God kills an animal to give them skin or animal clothing to give them clothing, and that's the first sacrifice. So that's the the beginning of the blood. It's like, wow, why why is God, God in the blood? Well, he had to deal with us breaking the world that he made and that was the only remedy for it first thing was to clothe Adam and Eve so an animal had to be sacrificed and and so began the sacrifice of animals because of the brokenness in the world that man had brought about and so today as we continue to try to read through scripture and keep reading Scripture to be thinking about what God is doing. What is He doing today? I was reading or listening about the revival going on, and or that was going on at Ashbury University there in Kentucky. And they were quoting Habakkuk. And it's a verse, you know, this is God saying that He's doing this great work that we would be... That we would be amazed. Well, yeah, (laughs) read on the great work he's going to do. He's bringing this terrible people upon Israel. And he's bringing about great punishment on Israel. And so I don't know if that's a, that's not a really positive verse uh, to think about. So I'm not sure why, if that's what they mean, that, this is terrible things are coming, and then people will repent, and and it'll be a great revival. I I don't know, But I don't know either that they know what they're talking about when they look at Habakkuk chapter one, and use that. where actually, it's is Habakkuk chapter two um, that they are quoting now. Now it's got me thinking because I I know my Habakkuk, but um, and I think it's. Habakkuk is crying out to God, so then God shows up and puts him in his place. And, um, yeah, Habakkuk chapter 1, Lord, let's see, look among the nations and see, wonder, and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. And then he goes on to say, For behold, I am rising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, who march through the breadth of the earth To seize dwellings not their own They are dreaded and fearsome Their justice and dignity go forth from themselves Their horses are swifter than leopards More fierce than the evening wolves Their horsemen press proudly on Anyways, it's, a, it's, a, it's an unstoppable army That is coming their way And it's a bad thing It's a really, really, really bad thing Now, of course, Habakkuk ends up at the end where he has this beautiful song uh, praising God regardless of the circumstances. And it's one we should all have, right? Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation." God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deers. He makes me tread on my high places. So even in the moment of realizing terrible things to come, Habakkuk finally stops complaining to God and starts to worship God. And I don't know how I got there from where I was, but <laughs> oh I probably this is why. Makai always tells me I should write things down. But we were talking about sacrifice, and that comes, that's not a gift to God. And then I went, I don't know how I got sidetracked on that. Anyway, I will have to go back and listen to this, and I might edit it, but I might not. It's getting, there's a blizzard. That's my excuse. All right. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. For those of you who live around here, Let's not, uh, let's enjoy the blizzard, right? God bless.